0: Hello and welcome to the Niche Podcast for Friday, September 26th, 2014. I'm Jonathan Stark.
1: I'm Kelly Shaver,
0: and we're here to talk about building apps that run everywhere using open web standards like HTML, CSS, JavaScript, REST, and JSON. This week, we talk about bugs, bash exploits, myo armbands, HTTP headers, and a whole lot more. Please stay tuned. The Niche Podcast is next. hello
1: hello
0: how's it going
1: uh well pretty good i have my window open so i hope that doesn't create a lot of background noise
0: window open isn't it winter
1: <laughs> no <laughs> no it is in the mid 70s i think wow now it's 64
0: yeah it's like in the 50s here which is awesome big fan big fan of the fall weather
1: Yes. I, I love fall for two reasons. Uh, one, I just, I enjoy being out in the cooler weather and two, it means I have to neither heat nor cool my house. So I enjoy the fall electric bill.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Maybe this year our nest will kick on and actually do some good for us. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. It turns out, uh, long time dear listeners will remember i got a nest thermostat a while back and it was just it just was pointless for our lifestyle because we don't like leave the house all day every day
1: <laughs> right
0: you know we just have the weirdest schedule and the thing is like what
1: yeah eric is home with cooper and you work from home and yeah
0: yeah so the thermostat's like these people crazy yeah so, can't make i should
1: to- say i should say cooper and maggie i almost forgot your daughter who's about to turn one
0: yeah that's right two weeks yeah! Wow. Can't believe it. Very cool. And, and
1: she's she's gone through this phase lately where she hates you.
0: Yeah, she's been waking up at four. She did it th- again this morning, four thirty.
1: Oh, this is just evil because you went to bed at like two.
0: Yeah, I prefer to get up, uh, stay up till four thirty, not get up at four thirty. So yeah, exactly. My, my schedule. At
1: least you're not doing both.
0: Yes, I when I think it was when she was first born, so that, you know, almost a year ago now. Mm-hmm. Um. I was still on my old schedule but also getting up with her so there was like many many nights where I would go to bed at <laughs> 3 or 4 and get up at 6 and I was like
1: zombie w- john
0: way too old for that yeah
1: yeah it's so you would practice for Rails Rumble
0: yeah that's exactly how I'm thinking of it and speaking of Rails Rumble yes we do have um babysitter lined up nice so the kids will be gone and nice said, erica don't pr- don't plan on seeing me at all <laughs> Pretend I'm away.
1: I, I have requested the Monday after Rails Rumble to have off.
0: Oh yeah, because oh, I don't didn't want to of that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, you should do that.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Um, of course, I'll, Maggie will be back by then, so I'll be getting up at four thirty regardless. Well, so. yeah,
1: yeah. So, I'm I'm a little paranoid about what I say on the podcast now
0: because
1: because of the um the whole transcription thing. <laughs> But I also kind of want to use really big, complicated words just because I'm evil.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so speaking of kids, uh, we have conscripted, is that the right word? Uh, uh, I think so. Yeah. I don't know if we're paying or if it doesn't count, but uh, but uh, anyway, uh, Kira's going to be transcribing the podcast, or at least she's agreed to, so we'll see uh, if she can put her 80 word per minute typing skills to good use.
1: Yeah, which, which is ridiculous for a 12-year-old. Yeah. but um she's a she's a, a bright kid who can type well so she thought she would give it a try and i was poking around at, at things last night and i thought well and so i tried it myself a little bit and i'm realizing that being able to type that fast versus being able to listen to something come in that fast and then translate it in your brain and type it
0: mm, not the same
1: not the same, not the same at all. Yeah. And it's actually listening to something for me is actually harder than than reading words on a screen and just spitting them back out onto onto the same screen. Yeah. Um. So, so I had this bright idea. I was like, well, when you go to do it, we can just slow the podcast down because in in VLC you can open the MP3 file and adjust the playback speed.
0: <laughs> did you <laughs> so try I d- that?
1: I did. And you sounded so stoned, like evil. No, just just um just very high.
0: Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> and you you were high and you were talking about PHP in the database and
0: like, Ooh, PHP in the database. Yeah. But I'll... did it help the typing though or did it It did. It did, yes. Oh wow, cool.
1: Yes. But uh yeah, you should you should go back to the last episode and and <laughs> and um <laughs> slow it way down and, and listen to yourself.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> yeah. I Sounds like, like I couldn't have done it because I would have just been laughing the whole time.
0: <laughs> huh. Well, dear listener, that all this means is that uh I think one is that there will be transcripts which makes the website way more searchable, which I think is good for yeah. everyone. Uh especially when we're going back ourselves trying to find when what episode did we talk about, whatever in. Uh and two, if you need something transcribed, <laughs> <laughs> Let us know.
1: We could get our own little little yeah. little business go in
0: there. Yeah, a little cottage industry down there in Kentucky. <laughs> uh cool. So that is fun news. Um well let's just you wanna just segue into housekeeping? Sure. Um that was sort of housekeeping y, more transcriptions yeah, kind of Um last week we talked about the webinar that was upcoming Uh, It's so confusing because we record on Wednesday, the webinar was on Thursday, and then the podcast is on on Friday, Friday, so even I'm confused. The the, the
1: upcoming past webinar.
0: Right. And uh, it was very Doctor Who-ish. Timey-wimey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, what were we talking about? Now I want to watch Doctor Who. The
1: webinar. Oh, right,
0: the webinar. So... Uh, The video was not yet posted. It was recorded as far as I know. They normally are. Uh, But the videos come out usually 24 to 48 hours after, which means it should be up by now, but it's not. So if you looked for that and didn't find it, uh, look again. Hopefully by the time you hear this, it will be up. Um, It was super fun. It was a super fun, uh, probably my favorite webinar that I've done. Um, It was really hard uh, because I was shifting gears between like three you know three or four four phones actually ios android windows phone firefox phone and running a marathon the computer yeah and and the watch. i'm like pebble so i'm like switching under the webcam and like switching between devices and going over to code and it was it was definitely the craziest live demo i've ever done but so if <laughs> nothing fun. else yeah if nothing else you'll get a laugh out of it um
1: yeah i'm, I'm sad i didn't get to tune in live for that one but i had I had sticky bugs to take care of.
0: Yeah, I know the feeling. And and this week is going to be a big bug report, but we'll get to that shortly. Um, so uh, that was the webinar. Hopefully people will check that out. Um, what else? Uh, oh, it's the webinar moving right along, segueing right into mm-hmm. uh, that we, our sticky team, started using Slack uh, to do sort of a water cooler hangout everybody just kind of like you know chiming in i don't know what we're doing actually it's like it's sort of weird but it's it's like we're still
1: figuring it out i think
0: yeah but i use it i use slack for other things where it's more appropriate and it's an amazing kind of hybrid between irc and like like group chat it's it's pretty sweet actually Yeah. Um, when it's the right tool for the job. but one. So the crazy fun thing that it does, uh, that it allows you to do is um, you can create custom slash commands Mm -hmm. where, you know, you've just got this one line field where you can type comments into the chat room, basically. And if you proceed with a slash, a whole bunch of built-in commands come up that allow you to do things like uh, slash reminder and then you type whatever you want. You know, remind me to... uh, Whatever, leave, yeah. get some work done after 15 minutes or something, and and it'll it'll tell you in 15 minutes. It, you can like basically set little programs for yourself and do little macros kind of. And so as a goof, I was like, um, since I had already added, I don't know, natural language support is totally overstating it, but since I I added sort of like natural language support to Kilo for the webinar so that people could send SMS, like just sort of free text SMSs to the application through Twilio. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, well, now that that works, anywhere you can type a sentence, all of a sudden I can add stuff to my calendar. Right. all tracker. you have
1: to do is send the sentence to it.
0: Yeah. So I, 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 I don't think I'm exaggerating at all. I just literally put um, a URL to the, the page, like a target page, and... And said, you know, because what you do, what it does is the way that you do a custom integration is you just give it, um, uh, you provide, it's not really a callback, you just provide a target URL and,
1: and, and then set it to either get or post.
0: Yeah, and it sends you, right, and it sends whatever you typed after the slash command to that URL along with it, some other stuff too.
1: And it displays whatever
0: text is returned, right? Yep, just plain, you just return plain text and just plain it sheds that back to you.
1: Because yeah, I, I want to use it to, um, I want to add a slash command that'll just show us like our our some basic stats for for Elms.
0: Yeah, like from the dashboard on the admin or yeah. something. Yeah, that'd be super cool. It's it's really cool and it's so easy. It's like if you can author a, a you know a PHP page or a Ruby whatever, you know, a web page, you can really really do it's do anything. It's great. Um so I mean the only thing I did that was remotely it took me more than 30 seconds was to like find the um was to to find the uh there's like a chat like a slack account code yeah so that um anybody named jonathan stark in any chat room anywhere couldn't add stuff to my you know like yeah because i because i can there's like a demo account in kilo and there's like a lot of hilarious stuff in there because like (laughs) the whole wide world just posts stuff in it entire pizzas right yeah or like, yeah, like a paragraph of like sat on the couch eating Cheetos for 45 minutes with a pizza, washed it down with a six pack of beer, 30,000 calories. <laughs> um, so, yeah, people get pretty creative in there. But so other than I mean, that was really and that was, you know, another five minutes of of it's it's just amazing. Like once you have that sort of a thing set up, like a sentence instead of. Uh, Instead of a, presuming like a form style input like you do on a mm-hmm. normal GUI interface to have like just parse a sentence with regular expressions and shove it in the database, it's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot more, makes it a lot more um, fluid, I mm-hmm, guess. Mm-hmm. You don't have to think about it as
0: much. Yep. And as soon as, you know, and, and as more and more things um, get voice support, it makes it super easy to do like, you know, like. Oh um,
1: yeah. Voice integration. Yeah. Parsing parsing voice, mm-hmm. voice responses. That's yeah, good. that's what I did that's on cool.
0: the in the in the actual webinar. I I you know if let's see if my iPhone's plugged in. It's not, but I just was like, "Hey Siri, uh, tell Kilo to log uh, 300 calories of cereal," and then it's like boop, and it finds. I I had previously stuck Kilo in my address book, mm-hmm. and you know with the Twilio phone number. It says, "Do you want me to send this text?" And I goes, "Yes," and it's like, "Okay," and it sends the text, and the text you know, is parsing the database and the database returns like the room. you know, returns some text and the text says like, uh, I have logged 300 calories of cereal. You have 1700 calories left for the day. Nice. And so you don't, so ostensibly it's an SMS integration, but I'm just using SMS because the SMS application is so tightly integrated with Siri or, you know, the voice commands on both Android yeah. and iOS. You can just talk to your phone and it logs the, the calories. It's awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, did I tell you, did I tell you my okay Google now? there it goes. (laughs) Did I tell you I fixed it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I heard. Uh, Do you know what it was or what the problem was?
1: No, I don't. There's been a couple of software updates since the last time I tried it. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking one of those may have hit it. And then the last time I just, I went in and retrained it and it stuck this time.
0: Oh, Cool. Oh, cool I actually charged up my Moto X because everyone's been asking me for some reason I've had like two or three people ask me what Android phone they should buy
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the new Moto X is bigger it is bigger and that was the only thing I didn't like about the old Moto X is that it was a little too small
1: oh see I find it to be the perfect size but yeah. again it gets it's um girl hands boy hands
0: yeah I've got I've got meat hooks so
1: manly man hands <laughs>
0: Yeah, for keyboard work. I wish they were smaller. Um, excellent. So, uh, so that was sort of a rambling update on Slack support for Kilo.
1: Yeah, um, Slack is it's pretty cool. Um, we we kind of need to figure out how it fits. It's sticky, I feel like, but it is it's the um the product as a whole. I really like it. It's cool. We should um, the feeling we'll be using it during Rails Rumble.
0: Yes. I wonder if you can make a public room. You probably can't. That'd probably. Be, I
1: don't know. Yeah, that'd be.
0: It would be interesting. But uh, I don't know. I, see, for just for you and me, if it's just going to be us, I don't really, you know. Yeah, just that's true. A. If it's just fine. us,
1: actually, I say we just start a Skype call and then two days later we hang up on each other.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that, but we
1: can talk back and forth as as needed.
0: Right. And paste code or whatever. But yeah. uh but Slack is definitely great if you need some kind of chat room type thing for a group of people that has great support for, you know, like unread messages and search and, you know, ma- macro commands. Pretty cool.
1: Yeah, being able to go back and, and view conversation history of things that happened when you weren't there uh, and and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. is handy. Yeah. It's, it's It's nice. It reminds me of, like, irc but better it's it's like what irc would be if it was built now
0: right yeah and they've got great um mobile support they've got push notifications mm-hmm. and the whole thing so
1: and integration with tons of services
0: yeah so so thanks to our sponsor this week slack <laughs> <laughs> let them know the,
1: the niche podcast inadvertently brought to you by slack and choir io <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly uh, okay. So enough about Slack. Um, let's move on to uh, sort of the feature we're going to talk about. Um, we've got a bunch of a bunch of well enough bugs this week to keep us busy. So yeah, um, we're just going to talk about that. And next week, uh, we are going to uh, take a request
1: Ooh, from I have not heard this request yet. So I'm yeah, excited.
0: I forgot to mention it. Um, longtime dear listener, Jimmy Burrell is uh, Asked if um, we wouldn't mind doing a show on some of the new CSS features and uh, basically some of the new HTML features that landed in iOS 8 and are landing in other browsers. Um, There have been a whole bunch of new things, there are a whole bunch of new things HTML wise in iOS 8. And, you know, this is a podcast about building apps around run everywhere, of course the lion's share of times that means HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, so I think it makes sense to do a, um, a show, particularly on IndexedDB, which mm-hmm. uh, is now as cross-platform as it's ever going to get. It's on absolutely everything uh, at Can I Use, except for uh, Opera Mini, which will never be on, because Opera Mini yeah. ba- does, basically doesn't run JavaScript. <laughs> so, um, IndexedDB, uh, I have been recommending not using for years and years and years and using WebSQL instead. But now that it's on iOS, finally, uh, that that is going to be my... I'm going to change my recommendation. Don't use WebSQL anymore. Use IndexedDB Index now. Use
1: IndexedDB now that you can... Now that it's got good support.
0: Now that it's got support across basically everything. Nice. So... Uh,
1: WebSQL is kind of annoying.
0: Well, you know, they're both pretty annoying, I got to say. Yeah. Um, Index is is the intention is for you to put a layer on top of it and not use it directly. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hoping is that the pl- here's the plan. The plan is to um, uh, send a pull request to Brian LaRue for launch to add index DB support. So I'm going to try and put in index, D- uh, build an index DB adapter for, for launch air. For and then we can talk about that experience. Uh,
1: yeah. Launcher is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I figured, you know, why make a different one? Like, like launch air is already pretty, pretty rock and roll right um so that'll be next week hopefully um that's the plan anyway and this week we've got uh i i have three bugs written down here i think there are actually four but uh anyway we can uh i think there are four um yeah so we can i'm sure you'll be able to remind me which one is which um, all right, so let's start with the first one. So interestingly, two of these aren't our bugs, but they were worth talking about because I think yeah. one of them—the the first one I'm going to bring up—is is utterly hilarious. <laughs> so, the uh, my Mayo armband finally shipped. Do you remember talking about that?
1: Ah, uh, yes.
0: So it it is a, a I know I, I'm trying to remember if we talked about it on the show. We probably did, but the thing is, um, a sort of a cuff like a plastic cuff that goes around your forearm and you train it 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 can read uses an eeg to read your um what your muscles are doing electrically Mm -hmm. so you can do things subtle different finger motions like tapping your index finger to your thumb versus tapping your middle finger to your thumb and it detects a different electrical pattern for those two movements uh as you do different things with your hand you train it and you say okay if i do this motion then um execute it means
1: open this app that
0: yeah or do this or that so um i'm imagining i'm imagining that in my basement i'm going to be casting spells pretty exactly sh- pretty yeah. shortly yeah um you know there's a video of people doing stuff like turning on and off the music and blah 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 stupid stuff like that so i'm sure spells, that
1: spells in your basement
0: yeah i'll be able to turn on and off my lights or individually pick them and turn them up and down by raising and lowering my arm and um but yeah, so I'm super looking forward to getting that, and I will definitely um, we'll probably devote a whole show to that when it comes up. And you know, building an interface to a like a web app using an armband that only has accelerometer and like EEG for crying out loud.
1: Yeah, that's that's fun.
0: But so so the bug is is with a, a myo thing. So they sent out the thing like, okay, so, you know, Kickstarter, thank you. Finally, we're finally sending this. We're so behind schedule. Um, we know you just want it, but we still want to tell you like some of the stuff we had to go through. And so one of the things mm-hmm. was, um, you, if you think soft, but developing software is hard, it's nothing compared to hardware. Cause like, check this out. Yeah. They're like, um, at one point everything just stopped working. Right. Like the, the EEG tracking was just totally off for, for no obvious reason. And it turned out that what the, what was happening was when they painted the thing the dye that they used in the black paint not the other paint but in the black paint was like minus microscopically that's the wrong word but just very slightly conductive minutely minutely conductive thank you there you go and so the paint that they put on the outside (laughs) of the thing after they were done was changing the way the electrical current was being conducted however it picks it up right Like who in a million years would think painting the thing would screw up the electronics? (laughs) So that's Well
1: actually that was gonna be my first suggestion when you said they were having trouble. (laughs) Randomly stopped working and I I thought I would maybe they maybe they used a conductive paint.
0: (laughs) That was the first thing I thought.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, it seriously was.
0: Are you serious? Yes. You knew I. Who knew there was such thing as conductive paint? You knew Lots that.
1: What's Yeah.
0: Hi. All right.
1: I I have maybe used conductive paint before to intentionally carry electrical current from one place to another.
0: Like redstone dust. <laughs>
1: <laughs> kind of like redstone dust.
0: <laughs> redstone paint. Yeah. What? Okay, I did paint. not know you can this. You paint was circuit a fa-
1: boards. You you never painted circuit boards.
0: I know. That sounds you know, cool. No, you get
1: like the get like the the silver testers model paint.
0: Huh. Well, you learn something new on every podcast, folks. <laughs> well, you're right. It's too bad you don't work for myo because you would have been like, yeah, duh. To, duh.
1: It's the paint, guys. Duh. I I used to used to used to do that when I was a kid. <laughs> like stick a little light bulb at one end and paint a little path and stick a battery at the other.
0: Holy mackerel! I mean, that makes sense now that you say it, but it never would have occurred to me. Um, okay. So that was the Mayo paint bug. (laughs) Um, moving right along. Let's do the public service announcement. Yes. Bash smash bug.
1: The the bash, the bash bug. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, it's a scary one.
0: Yeah. So like, like it just sort of lit up the internet last night and like Wyatt called you. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He called me and was like, are you patching your servers? (laughs) No, why? Like, oh, don't you need to be <laughs> drop everything and do it?
0: Yeah. So it's an interesting, yeah. interesting bug um, that affects basically everything. A, a, everything, yeah. If if any Linux or Mac machine, um, I don't know if there's a there's no Windows Bash, right? So no. But uh, but yeah. So I mean, to the I mean, you understand it better than I do.
1: Yeah yeah it's a, like you said it's it's basically sqL injection for bash <laughs> yeah. it it's you it lets you put executable code in environment variables and and you were thinking environment variables how often you know, who who how often is that going to be set remotely and it's not just like like environment variables like you would go and set in your bash profile i mean we're talking we're talking server environment variables like oh your accept header
0: <laughs> right.
1: So, in and, and actually I did it last night. I had a server that um I had one server that I of mine that I had forgotten to patch and I thought, well, I'll just try out the exploit before, before I patch it. And I totally deleted a text file from my home directory through an accept header in my web browser.
0: Holy crap. Yeah. How, so, like walk me through how you did that. Like you set up you just you put a text file in your home directory.
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: Mhm. And then yeah.
1: and I and I did change it to like seven seven seven.
0: Right. But so then and then in your web browser, what did you do?
1: Like there's this this um sort of little character soup stuff you do. Right, it that your, looks before like before SQL code. injection. Yeah, yeah. And then then basically I just um it was RM and then the path to the file.
0: But where did you put the accept header? Like uh, how did you edit that, that in the browser?
1: Uh, I was just using like the little the little uh, graphical HTTP client thing because okay, right. I didn't feel like writing a curl, curl request.
0: Right. So yeah. So not a browser, people. Yeah. It was like a. No. But yeah. So a curl front end essentially, and so you just like literally said accept. Here's oh, define accept header. Okay, accepts. And you just paste. Yeah. The and soap then you in. just
1: write a little function. Write a little function to delete the file, and it gets executed.
0: That is.
1: I was like, Hatic. oh, that's terrifying.
0: That's worse than Heartbleed yeah that is hectic, so
1: yeah but but um credit credit to the bash people they had a they had a patch out super quick mm. and it i've I've read some discussions saying that that this is not the quote unquote right way to fix it that it still needs done, and yeah, maybe that's true, and I'm sure they will do that, but they had a a fix that that stopped the problem mm. within a matter of hours. Yeah. So, like like less than four hours.
0: Wow. So. so folks, if you use bash anywhere, and you know you do, uh, yeah. check the show notes and we can link to stuff. But uh, you mm-hmm. can also probably Google for bash smash, which I think is what people were calling it. That was it. And the I mean the fix is ridiculously easy. It's like yeah. um, you know, sudo apt get update or I can never get upgrade or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, upgrade bash. Yeah, since since the bash Developer folks put out a new, uh, a patched version so quickly, uh, you just have to upgrade Bash. Um, on the Mac, it can be a little more involved, or at least as of last night, it was a little more involved. Mm-hmm. But it was still just like really, really simple to do. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so yeah, it's it's not not gonna just be your web servers. I mean, if you have a a Mac or a Linux laptop or something out there, you'll want to patch it too. I mean, you're probably not gonna be a targeted like no one's probably going to target your your laptop computer but you get all all the time just like people scanning open ports on public networks to try and find stuff so sure like random yeah. crap so.
0: yeah i mean if you just if you want to see if, if you don't think people are scanning your uh like trying to break into your machine just go check your uh
1: your firewall logs
0: yeah it's ridiculous yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: my router, my router firewall logs are crazy
0: yeah just like like every second there's someone trying to ssh into your machine mm-hmm. period it's like go check your logs it's they're trying to get in so anyway um next up the yes. this is actually our bug <laughs> it is our bug uh,
1: and it's, this, it's my very own i made it myself
0: oh <laughs> uh, nice so you want to, i'll talk about the the symptom And then you can explain the fix because I don't even know what the fix was. Okay. So um, we did, Wednesday night, we do pushes generally uh, to the sticky production servers. And last night was like really minor changes because we're working on something new. Mm -hmm. And um, this morning, uh, you know, customer service QA was like, "Uh, the previews aren't working inside the builder, which is the same thing as saying that, you know, there's this, people are, Creating these albums and we show a preview of the album in progress, which is an iframe pointed at a sort of complicated URL that goes bounces around between a couple servers. But uh in the iframe, the nothing was showing, but if you went to the actual album where it lives on the regular internet outside of the iframe, it was working. Yes. So and
1: I am yeah, sorry, one I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, tell you what, I'm, curious, I'm Yeah, that's it. I'm curious yeah I am s- the reason that it was working is because we we do that little song and dance that we debated not doing initially that you you pushed for and I'm so glad we do is that we publish the albums is that the albums live entirely on a different server you don't have to get them from the database it's a, it's a JSON file on the other server
0: right I am so
1: glad we did that or we would have broken every single album for a few hours there <laughs>
0: Yeah, so we can, it gives us a little bit of a safety net because the yes. the people who are using our application are creating little microsites that they distribute to their customers. So we have this, this, you know, almost an air gap, if you will, between mm-hmm. the stuff that our customers are working on and the stuff that their customers are actually interacting with.
1: Yes, which is very, very good because quite often their customers are at least in some way paying for that.
0: Mm-hmm. right with
1: money
0: so yeah cash dollars (laughs) so it's it but it causes some weird you know it's it makes things weird you have to make sure it's kind of like really really strong caching so it makes things you have the same kind of problems when you that you have with caching is like how do i invalidate it you know what happens if the cache is updating when somebody requests you know there's all sorts of weird problems but
1: right What what if i need to update a thousand of these at once
0: yeah so, okay, so the the live preview, the one that does touch the database, wasn't working.
1: Mm-hmm. It wasn't, but it was not a database problem.
0: Interesting. Uh,
1: so, oh, in, right, and the
0: error I was getting, yeah. I should mention the error I was getting. I, I don't know if I it was... I wasn't
1: getting that, so I don't think it was related.
0: Um, I'll bet you looked in Firefox.
1: No, I did not.
0: In Chrome, you, in Chrome. you nope. didn't get the error in Chrome?
1: I didn't get any errors in Chrome.
0: Huh, okay. Well, then maybe it was totally It might have been something else completely but uh, I was getting a network, uh, sorry, yeah, network error cache. No, I can't remember. Cache, in, cache, uh, cache miss. Cache, cache miss. miss. Error yeah, and cache actually,
1: miss. actually, you may have error logging and stuff different than I do, um, because now that I think about it, that could be related.
0: Okay. It's weird because usually that is like a, a back button to you hit your back button to a form, you just submitted it, that's hmm. what that error seems hmm. to be for, or that's what it most commonly appears, so. So anyway, so anyway. What, what was the, what was the what issue? Was the,
1: the, the issue was that this week, we also added uh, some localization logic uh, to auto-detect language, mm-hmm. and the way we're auto-detecting that language is we're looking at the accept header that the is sending. Mm-hmm. And the browser saying, I'll accept this in English. And we're sending it back as, okay, we'll send it back in English. Mm-hmm. And the browser says, I want this in Portuguese. We send it back in Portuguese, mm-hmm. for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, which is all fine, well and good, works great. Yep. But, uh, and and even images, apparently, that accept header request through request for them is, is still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the. PHP curl request you were making to grab the JSON from the server did not have that accept header.
0: Oh, uh, this bit us before in a different way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean what I I just I went into the to the builder and I said, you know, if there's no accept header, serve everything in English. Oh. Uh, Which is what I need well, what we should have had been doing anyway.
0: Yeah. So it's an
1: oversight on my part.
0: Right. I always forget about that 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 file get contents call I should probably really what I should do is set that up properly with a set real a curl, curl reco- request yeah request with headers and everything. everything yeah yeah I am actually going to make it to do to do that because that would that because this will just continue to like <laughs> there was another one that was IP address related where all of a sudden all of our all of our views were coming from the same IP address because <laughs> yeah. they were all going through. Or, oh no, that was actually that was actually the HTTP proxy. Same kind of problem, but mm-hmm. oh man, let me tell you, folks, things get complicated when you got a bunch of web servers.
1: Yeah, at first I was like, was it the SSL maybe? Mm-hmm. But, and then I was like, wait a minute. Oh, uh, that no. makes perfect sense. So yeah, basically, I went in and started looking through the log files. And right. Saying, oh, I, I can't scan the header because the header doesn't exist. And I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we need to we need to account for that.
0: Mm, that's a good one. I will change that though so that it's so that it's appears to be a just a normal request and we don't have to deal with the uh, shenanigans.
1: Yeah, and actually the the JSON file is it's it's only parsed by us. It's only ever in one language, so there there's never going to be a translation for that. But our our little our little filter that sets the locale just just runs before everything.
0: So oh, Okay. Cool. Well, that was a that's a that's a good one, and that's actually valuable. I could imagine that's a, there's an actual yeah. takeaway there, which is yeah. that uh, file get contents is not the same that's <laughs> as, <cruel. laughs> as a uh, as right as a properly written curl request, and in that it's not like a doesn't it's not going to have all the same headers.
1: Yeah, and if you are doing uh, multilingual support, and you're setting setting a default language based on the location in the browser accept header, or based on the language in the accept header that may not always be there. So mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> you need to account for that.
0: Yeah. That I don't want to, I don't think I want to go into this right now, but maybe I'll I'll bring this up and the dear listener can chime in with uh, mm-hmm. a thumbs up or a thumbs down. But, um, I feel like, I feel like, um, like localization, internationalization is an apps that run everywhere topic. Yeah. I feel that, like it is too. Yeah, We've never really talked about it. Um, in one of the something i mean i've been using apache for like 10,000 years oh yeah and i did not realize that that web apache is totally set up to deal with serving different page, different language pages at the same url and like obviously it is like i know about yeah. accept headers and i know about all that stuff but it never occurred to me that apache would deal with that for you yeah. and kind of
1: kind of makes sense why the accept headers are there now doesn't it <laughs> Yeah.
0: And like, like, like literally the first time I ever dorked around with an Apache web server was probably in like 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. And when I, and it was on a Mac, I don't know if you remember, but when you get a new Mac, there used to be like a, a a machine wide
1: Apache uh, web server.
0: And there were like local sites that you could put up for each user. And if you went into the machine one, there were like, a dozen index files with different, it was like index.html.en.br. You know, da, 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 yeah. da, da. the very first thing I ever saw inside of an Apache web server was that list of language files and <laughs> never wondered what they were. Ne- never, never registered at all. N- never occurred to me again. And now 15 years later, I finally know what those were for. <laughs> so yeah, it it's amazing. I was I was all ready to like code something up on the service and all that stuff. And I'm like, Oh, I don't want PHP on that server. It's supposed to be a static web server. And yeah. And sure enough, you don't have to do anything really. I mean, you do, but you don't have to do anything fancy. You just yeah. throw in, you have to
1: provide the, provide the other files, but
0: yeah, you just put in other files and there's a couple of, I mean, I didn't, I never even knew that you could, you could access, like you can access pages without the file extension. I didn't even realize that. Hmm. It uses them as like a, uh, it uses the file extensions as a suggestion. It's, it's, we should probably, I don't know if this is super boring or not. So if, if folks are interested in that and like thinking about internationalization or, you know, and don't, it, you know, there's a lot of CMSs that'll do this for you. But if you're like a static website in multiple languages, if anybody's interested in that, let us know. Cause I thought it was really cool. And it was like, God, Apache just does everything you can think of
1: yeah yeah it's it's old and and I know there are a lot of a lot of other web servers that a lot of people prefer, but if you just need it's it's stable it's reliable it does everything
0: yeah including delete files from your home directory
1: <laughs> well that wasn't just apache do that with any any unpatched yeah uh, yeah. yeah it's scary mm Resisting the urge to go around trying it different places now. I, know. I wonder if they've patched yet. Right. Maybe I'll maybe instead of deleting a text file, I could write one that says you should patch your server.
0: <laughs> you, or just uh, you could do something, You could do like you could set, You could send mail from somebody's machine. Yeah. If it was if mail was set up.
1: Yeah, mail, mail the root user. Like, patch your server. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's probably good for this week. I, there might have been one other bug, but we can bring that up uh, HTML5
1: week? audio and video, maybe.
0: Oh, yeah, we can talk about that when we talk yeah. about the new stuff next week. When we talk about Index TV, we can talk about those in yeah, the bug report.
1: Hopefully it'll be fixed by then. I doubt it. But. Yeah, me
0: too. So Apple, you know, of course, golden master of iOS 8, has, like, some some pretty bad bugs that only affect a small number of users, but they're pretty severe, so...
1: Yeah, yeah they are. Did, did you get your 6 plus?
0: Uh, no, Nate talked me Off the wall, there. I was gonna buy one unlocked, which was like almost a thousand dollars. Oh,
1: and then you could just fold it up and put it in your pocket.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Didn't realize they released a flip phone, did you?
1: (laughs) No, I didn't. Uh, Bend, bend technology.
0: (laughs) Yeah, poor Apple. I, I, my heart bleeds for them, so to speak.
1: (laughs) Does your bash smash for them?
0: (laughs) 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 I just set them up, and you knock them out of the park.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right folks, so that'll be it for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark. I'm Kelly Shaver, and we hope you join us again next week for the Niche Podcast. Bye.